Welcome to Well Played Podcast, the show on all things playful and joyous in education. I'm your host, Michael Matera, sixth grade author, teacher, and presenter. Just a reminder to sign up for the Hive Summit starting August 1st. That's free PD for educators. Go to hivesummit.org and sign up today. Today we have another new guest to the Well Played crew. It is Karsten. Uh, he is a pastor from Denmark who you know, rather exciting for me, chose to take my book and sort of apply these concepts into sort of Christian education and sort of like confirmation classes. And we're going to kind of dive in and hear his story and hear how it all went. So welcome, Karsten. If you want to give the well-played community a little brief introduction to yourself, that'd be awesome. Sure, sure. My name is Carsten, and uh, I live in uh, Denmark with my family, my wife, and two sons. And I'm a pastor in the Lutheran Church, the uh, the state church here in Denmark. And um, I've, I've studied uh, gamification for a couple of years now, uh, but most of my friends and family see me as the uh, the creative type. So so it's it's kind of natural for me. So yeah. Nice. So being that creative person, you were kind of drawn to this ability to sort of like, I don't know, think outside the box and create outside the box with these experiences. Exactly. Exactly. That's awesome. So, I mean, like, where did you start? I guess let's, let's begin there with your, with your gamification ideas. Yeah. So, um, a couple of years ago, we, uh, went on a, a vacation to England and my my sons and I we tried our first escape room, and yeah, that was that was awesome. <laughs> I'd never done it before. It was it was so great. And and after that experience, I I said to my my family, could would it be possible to take that concept, doing an escape room, and put it in a church context? Could we? Could I? build something for a local church or, or youth group. And, and um, so I, I sat down and I actually wrote five manuscripts, uh, full manuscripts for, for uh, escape rooms. And wow. the, the, yeah, <laughs> the, the first two of them are actually uh, what I call portable escape rooms, meaning that they actually have a handle. You can carry them. They build with boxes, and, and uh, so you take a full escape room and you compress it. You put it in like like uh, a small place, and you put a handle on it so you can carry it around, use it for youth groups and conferences and so on. So that, that was my say, You, I think, are being pretty modest here because I checked out your Facebook page, and like these boxes aren't just a box with a lock on it. I mean, these are pretty intricate boxes. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, it's it's the, the first one um, is actually a, a journey through the life of Christ. So, so you you begin with his birth uh, and end with his uh, resurrection, and every box uh, details something from his life. And and the other one, it's put in a big suitcase. Uh, because that one is about the Exodus uh, and follows uh, the God's people uh, on their way out of Egypt. So yeah, it's uh, <laughs> big projects. Uh, yeah. And how, when you started that and, and first introduced these sort of breakout boxes, 
in in your church setting, you know, what was the original feel like? What was I don't know? Was it excitement? Was it surprise? Was it confusion? <laughs> It was excitement because uh, there are lots of escape rooms here in Denmark and, and people have tried them. So the idea of, of using that in church was, <clears throat> well, it, it's, it's, uh, I had newspaper people, I had journalists call me about it. So it even got in, in some local newspapers uh, because it is a new, th yeah, well, it, it is a new thing. And, and, and one thing that journalists want to write about is, is innovation. Uh, new ideas and and here in Denmark especially uh, what's happening in the church uh, new ideas how do we how do we get younger people to come to our churches and so they saw that as hey wow that's that's a great idea nice so uh, definitely met with uh, some excitement in the church yeah. and even yes. caused a few waves outside the church a little bit yeah it did, it did. and then so all I'm, right I'm, so I'm traveling around and, and, and sometimes, uh, well, I, I speak at, at conferences and youth, uh, for youth groups. And, and so I bring these portable escape rooms, uh, with me uh, and, uh, people are excited about it. So it's great. That's great. So that was the, you said like your start, your first sort of getting into it. Uh, where, where did you, I don't know, where'd you go from there? So you have these escape rooms, they're going well, they're portable, you've taken places, you've spoke about it. So, yeah, what was the next step for you? Well, that that was when I first discovered this word, gamification. I had never heard about it before, but, but when I started building these escape rooms, um, I read about it, and actually I, I found your website and, and uh, saw... A lot of the, the videos you videos that you have have made and uh, got your book and spent quite a lot of time reading about it studying it uh, trying to find out what what is this um, and uh, so it, it, it took me quite a while actually to to study it because uh, that, that's the way I do it so um, and and I thought can I use this can I can I create something for at, at least my, my local church, for my, my confirmation class. Uh, and so I, I, um, I started to write a manuscript, but I had to stop like a year ago, I think, because the whole concept of gamification was just overwhelming. But there are yeah, so can... many ways to do it. Um, and, and especially the thing about open world that, that really got me and, and, and hooked me because I thought, wow, could, could we do that? Could we, could we build an open world for, for young people or people in general to, to explore Christianity? That would be awesome. But after a couple of months, I, I discovered that, whoa, that, that would take some serious work. <laughs> yeah, so just to break it, yeah, so just to break it down for some of the listeners – the game concept of like open world is where the game is really not on any sort of linear path. You don't have level one and then the boss and then level two and then the boss. It's just kind of like dropping you into a world and just say like exist, you know, explore, earn some points. But, you know, you can kind of do whatever you want. You know, if you want to be a bad guy and like rob a bank, you can go do that. If you want to be a good guy and like just try to get a job and function, 
you know, whatever obviously the parameters of the game or the time period of the game is, but it's a nonlinear path. So we could really understand why Karsten like was overwhelmed by this concept yeah. of open world. It gives the player a, a ton of agency, but it, oh, yeah. it's obviously hard to manage and, and hard to create, especially if you're talking about us creating by hand, not like have a video game that kind of takes care of it all. Yes. True, true. So, so what I did was I, I actually had to, to leave the whole project for like, I don't know, a year, a half a year maybe, uh, because it was so overwhelming. And, 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 and another thing is I wanted to find a story. Like you, you've said in, in some of your videos, it's a good thing to, to find a story or a narrative. Sure. Um, and I had no idea what story to use. I, I wanted to, first of all, take my confirmation class and gamify it. But I wanted to find a, a story. But then, I think it's maybe a couple of months, couple of months ago, I, I watched uh, a documentary about uh, Roman emperors. And there was this documentary about uh, Constantine. And I thought, wow, that's the story. That, that's the story I want to use because it, it's so perfect as a narrative or as a story for a gamified class. Sure. I love uh, what you did by like, one, you sort of put it down. I'm not going to say you put it away, mm -hmm. but you put it down. And you obviously were like still somewhat thinking about it because yes. then months later when you saw this video it was it, it like reinvigorated you yes. and it was like this this is the story this is the yeah. idea so that's really good that like i think it's good to put something down uh but not put it away and i think it's good yeah. that you picked it back up yeah true and that that's the way to do it and that's how i do it i i get ideas i think about it and then i put it put it away i put it down and get back to it and well, that's that's the way I, I write my sermons as well. So <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, they, they say there's a lot of truth to that, to being able to like put an idea down and then kind of like go outside, walk around, do something else, do a different task, and then come back. Yes. Yeah. So okay, so you have this this game, uh, this experience yeah. that you sort of made for students. Uh, have you put it in practice yet? I, I've I did a little bit. I've, I've just been to a VBS. A vacation Bible school um, and tried some of it and, and it worked just fine. Uh, it was nice. for, for five days and uh, got really great response. Um, so I'm, I'm going ahead with it uh, in one and a half months with my confirmation class. Nice. And I'm just uh, I've just uh, designed some things to put up on the walls. I have it. I've done a logo. Uh, and I'm going to put up on the classroom wall and the the, the scoreboard and all that, the, the shop, everything will be there. And I've designed it. Uh, so so it, it has this year 300 feel to it. So with, that's, that's really awesome. What, uh, can you give us a little insight to uh, maybe a little bit about the theme and a little bit about like, the mechanics of your game, right? Like, how? Like, what are some of the rules? What, like, what's going to yeah. happen? Sure. Well, first of all, I, as I said before, it, it was difficult to, to make it open world, so I had to make it very linear. And uh, the first thing is that uh, the students will be introduced to the story, the story about Emperor Constantine. 
they will be told that he's just become emperor, but he has a problem with the Christians. He doesn't know what to do with them. Should he lock them away or whatever? And then his uh, his mother, Helena, becomes a Christian. And, and this, so far, this is actually actual story. True story, This is yeah. what actual, actually happened. Um, she becomes a Christian, and, and that makes him stop and think, what is this thing? Why do people come to faith in this Christ? So he sends out legions of spies to discover more about this, this Christianity thing. And, and that's it. That this, this, my students are the spies. And so they'll start discovering things and going on. They'll be on missions. Um, I've taken my, my complete curriculum and rewritten it into missions and expeditions. That's awesome. So what's some of the language you use, if you can uh, translate it for us into mm -hmm. English? What's some of the language you use? So they're spies. I mean, is that yeah. what you'd call them? Are yes. they in, yeah. are they in teams? So is there like a name for like the group of students that are like working together? Well, they, they are legions of spies, and the the first thing is they have to come up with a name for themselves. They have to give their own group a name, and then they're given a, a, a they're given a, a list of what they can buy in the shop. They're given um, two free bonus cards <laughs> so they can um, buy or, or get advantages during the game uh, the first, part, first parts of it and um, well after that the, the first thing they're going to do is to get introduced to the bible that's actually the first mission so i tell them constantine lived so and so many years after christ so he he couldn't meet him so where can we uh, read things about Christ? Well, in the Bible. So that's the first mission to get to know the Bible. And and then there are missions after that, uh, like uh, there's a mission called God's Salvation Plan. There's a mission called the Savior. And then what I also do is um, that there are specific dates in Constantine's story. There's this date, uh, this year where he becomes emperor. There's a year where he um, he gets a vision. He gets a vision. He, he sees the cross up in the sky and hears this voice say, uh, by this sign, conquer. And, and they, later on, he um, summons the, the first, what it's called, it's called the um, Nikean, I don't remember the, the, the name in English, but anyways, he, he summons a lot of priests uh, to discuss the Trinity because th there are people claiming that Christ wasn't part of any Trinity. He was just a man. So, so you, you have these dates in, in, uh, in an events in uh, Constantine's story. And so we follow those events and dates uh, during the year. So, for example, in the year 312, where he sees the cross, Constantine becomes more interested in Christianity, uh, obviously. And so, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and so I, I say to my students, well, Constantine would love to go to a Christian worship service, but, but he's afraid to do it. So let's examine how a worship service looked back then in the year 300 and something. And so we're going on a, a camp with the students, 
And on that camp, they are asked to create a worship service similar to what it might have looked like in, in, the, in that year, 312. Oh, cool. Yeah. So, so we, we follow his story all the way through. And so when we get to, uh, to uh, the council of Nikea, uh, then it's time to, uh, to tell them about God as Trinity. That's, that's awesome. So I have like a few follow-up questions because I yep. know, I mean, your story is excellent. I love being a history teacher. I love how you're kind of letting history and those important moments, important dates sort of flow into your game and, and help guide you, the creator, but then obviously help the, the, the game player uh, kind of contextualize the journey they're on. Yeah, sure. Uh, all right, so you had mentioned... One that at, at sort of the beginning, they're able to choose a couple of bonus like cards or options. Like, I'm curious, like, what are some of the like bonuses that somebody could get in, in a Christian Ed sort of setting? Well, it's, it's the, the bonuses are, are not specifically in, in, a, in a Christian or church uh, setting. It's it's more of a game tactic. Uh, oh like, sure, of course, of yeah, course. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like like, can we get an extra five minutes break or something like that? Um, bonuses like that, or or if they lose, uh, we have some quizzes along the way, and if they don't get enough points, they can they can uh, take one of the bonus cards and get those points. Nice. All right, yeah. so they're good little like patches. And then you had mentioned kind of a a shop that they could kind of. Spend. So I'm curious, that kind of brings up a couple other game mechanics that people mm -hmm. can use, like currency. So I'm going to imagine they have some like gold they can spend, some like, right, Roman coins, some denarii. Yeah, that, that would be great to have Roman coins. A great idea, actually. I'll, I'll, I'll take that idea and use that. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's, I, I've simplified it a little bit and, and actually just use their XP points. Okay. So they get XP points for like uh, if they come to church on a Sunday, they get XP points, uh, and they get XP after every quiz and so on. And and that's that's the currency. I, I haven't I haven't built a, a specific currency. I'm gonna make like for what it's worth. I'm gonna make a suggestion that maybe yep. in your yep. situation, switching the word XP to like denarii. So that, like, right, because it would also fit with your theme. It's kind of like Constantine's paying these spies for various missions they're going on, right? So, like, it actually kind of works. And then if they want to buy something at the shop, to go down experience points to buy something doesn't make as much sense to say, I'm, I'm going to spend some of the things that Constantine has given me to do better on future missions, right? To be a better yeah. spy. Yeah, great idea. Great idea. I like it. I like, yeah. it. I like, I like the theme. I like the... I like the activities. Um, all right, so like in your experience, and you know, with these with these kids that are you know with you, how often do you see them? Would be my next sort of question. Yeah, that that's the thing. I, I see them well once a week for like one and a half hours, and and that's also one of the reasons why I, I couldn't go through with you know, building an, a, a complete open world game because I, I only see them like one and a half hours every week uh, and then during worship services on Sundays. So 
that that's that puts a limit on on certain things. Well, so a question I often get from some people, you know, in in the states here, that might be, I don't know, like some sort of uh, like special class, you know, that they only have once in a while. Like some schools have drama once a week. Some schools have, you know, uh, some schools teach like computer sort of coding once a week. And you know, people say like, oh, I. I'd like to do gamification, but I can't give up that kind of time when, you know, I only see the kids for an hour a week. Yeah. Um, but in your experience, like, that's a worthy investment, right? Because I think it's oh, like, yes. it's making the rest of the experience that much greater and, and you're able to, like, squeeze more out of those that hour and a half that you have. Yeah, exactly. And, and you know, one of the things that I decided to go through with it now, this year, is because my, my next confirmation class will be all boys. No girls, all boys. And we are in, in a very rural area, and they they can sit still for like five minutes or so, and then we have to do something. Yeah. So that, that, was, that was part of my decision why I went through with it now. I like it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I think that's good to also like pay attention to the people you have in front of you. So like even my game where I don't know, I'm going on like year eight or nine or something like that of the game. Uh, just because I still am doing the Realm of Nobles doesn't mean that I just pull it off the shelf and do the exact same thing. I have to be responsive to the type of kids that I have that year. And, and sometimes I have to make quite large adjustments. The theme stays the same. The experience is similar, but like, ooh, several game mechanics might have to change, might have to get updated. Items might have to change. I might have to add whole new items to a game, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's 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 going to be really exciting because this will be my first full year of a gamified class. So what I'm going to do is I'm I'm going to tell my students that that this is this is something new. I, I want them to to respond to to what we're doing here, and and. Um, Tell me if this is good or bad. <laughs> so, wow, so I'm, another, I'm really looking forward to it. <laughs> that's another really good tip that uh, you're making, right? Is that involve the students, you know, ask them and also be honest with them. Say, hey, this is my first time, you know, and I think that actually adds to the adventure. I think kids like that, like, oh, man, like we are like the ones that are creating this experience. Like it's, yes. it's very inclusive, yes, which is yes. awesome. So one thing I, I one thing I hope to do at, at some point, maybe I'll do it later this year, is is to I don't know build a website uh, for for the the story. Uh, I, I would love a, a mission to Constantine .com website. Yeah, uh, because you had those uh, you had the uh, the learning management system LMS. Uh, yep. you, you could use maybe a. a, a Something like WordPress or something similar to build a website and 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 gamify it. So I, I would love to have my students go home and log on to the website and and you know have have extra missions there, side side expeditions. I've been mean, uh, some of the places I suggest. I don't know how international they are, but there's a website called Wix W I X. Mm. That's a free website builder, and you can add certain features in there like password protecting certain pages so like you know they you could like release 
a code at the sermon or whatever yeah. or at the you know Sunday school or yeah. wherever yeah. you want and then like only those kids that have that code could go on that side mission on the website yeah. Um, yeah. so that, that one's a cool one to check out and then I know this one's international and that's mm. Google Google has really <laughs> yeah. easy Google sites that have yeah. been like pretty nice drag and drop kind of features that you at very least could build a nice like story or portal for them to go into. Yeah. yeah. I, I would love that because that that's part of what I do. I, I, I help people build websites in my, in my spare time. So at, at Ooh, some point, you I'm... might not need those drag and drop features. <laughs> well, let's see. So I, I hope to do that at some point, but, but that would require, well, for me, that would require quite a lot of work uh, to, um, because I, I would, I would want that website to be just have everything available for them, like quizzes and, and videos and, and you name it. Sure. Well, we are almost out of time, so we're on to our reflection time. Are you ready to hear today's quote? Yes. So today's quote uh, comes from a man named Bern Williams, and it says, Man never made any material as resilient as the human spirit. How does that fit with like your breakout boxes and what you've already tested with your Constantine game? Great, great. Good, good question. What, what I find is that gamification and playing games, it, it does something to people. It, it's that their imagination, that their that people want to play and, and they want to experience, they want to open things and say, oh, what's inside this? Wow, and where's, where so does do. that lead to? And so on. So, so I, I find that that gamification is, uh, or playing games and being creative uh, is, is a great way to, to, to um, stir people's imaginations and to, to um, well, actually, I could say also as a pastor, to, uh, to, to stir people's souls. You can say that as a pastor. Yeah. <laughs> well said. Well said. I really love it. Um, in my experience, gamification definitely produces a resilient spirit inside us. Like kids, kids, adults, whoever you do this with, if it's a, a well-designed experience, you're so present in that experience yeah. that you can't help but get up and, and continue the activity and, until you succeed. And, and it's it's neat to see, and I, I absolutely love it. Great. So thank you so much for being on. <laughs> thank you. Well well played. I think we're going to have to have you back on. I want to hear how this goes and in your year. Yeah. I know I know others are going to want to hear how it's going. Uh, I think it's so neat that you, you apply in this system, which can truly be applied to kind of anywhere, but it's really fun to like chit-chat with somebody that's really using it in a different context in a different space. Yeah, great. Great. Thank you for having me. No problem. Everyone else, thank you so much for listening to another well-played podcast. Again, go over to hivesummit.org Hive and sign up as this week, Thursday, it launches. If you're catching this episode after August 1st, uh, it runs August 1st through the 14th, so you can still sign up then. And if it's after that, you could still go over to Hive Summit and sign up so that you are all set for next year's summit because that'll automatically put you on the list for next year and then your 
you're in and it's going to be fantastic. Everyone, enjoy your week and play on.